Hi, my name is Alicia Edge, Advanced Sports Dietitian and Co-Founder of Compete Nutrition. Welcome to the Compete Waffle, where we invite you to join us as we chat with true leaders, game changers and science seekers in all things performance. We aim to empower and educate to bring performance not only in sport, but also in life. Our guests share incredible translations to the latest science, inspiring personal stories and achievable calls to action all with the goal of empowering the change that you want to be. So grab a cuppa, settle in and enjoy as we waffle on to bring you the absolute best in the business. All right, so part two with the beautiful Leah Gilbert um, is all about um, body positivity. Now, Leah has been, I can honestly say, instrumental in the way that I've flipped around how I think about weight, um, weight loss, um, and just basically physique um, in general. Um, she's been um, a very big, probably unofficial mentor of mine in that space. Um, and I will try not to get emotional because I feel like it has actually changed who I am as a dietitian um, and also person as well and how I see people. Um, so I'm very, very honored to welcome Leah Gilbert in for the second time to talk about body positivity today and um, how that can actually really change um, how we see ourselves in so many different ways um, and how we can actually get more out of life um, from taking ourselves away from being owned by a number or and how we look, yep. I think, is a really big thing. So welcome. Thank you. Round two. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's actually really good to talk about uh, this topic because I know that it's in, in this space it's, it's hard to find people that you align with mm. and, and I can say that we've worked well together over, over many years now almost but but it's it's always good one thing I would say to start off with it's always good to find your find your people mm. in this space yeah um, so it's it's really nice and body positivity is a, an interesting thing because in in some spaces the the term of body positivity means that you're representing people you know, of, of all different abilities, um, genders, gender identities. So it's it's being able to have that represent full representation of diversity yep. in different spaces or, or in different uh, environments mm-hmm. or in different contexts. Uh, what we talk about here today is about how you can have a more positive relationship with your body yeah, um, in an athletic space yeah. and in a sporting space uh, because how we interact with our bodies and the stories that we tell ourselves mm. about how our bodies interact with the world or um, and what we believe about our bodies and about ourselves really translates into this space, uh, particularly with a lot of you that might be training for events or might be embarking on a fitness journey. Or, yeah, or, they may, you may just be starting out. And I think that's yeah. a really big thing of it. It may be why you're starting out. So yeah. it's really important to tap into that now of um, you know how we can get so much more out of yeah, you know, everything you're actually embarking on. Yeah, exactly right. And um, you know, like I, I'm always been really open in this space about my experience mm. and why I came to be so passionate about talking, speaking up about this, and and understanding and promoting physical diversity yep. in grassroots sport. Yeah. Um, um, would you be happy to yeah, chat about yeah. where it all came from? Because it, I love this story. It, um, <laughs> the the reason why I was so passionate about sort of you know, saying that all bodies are present mm. in, in grassroots sport and that there needed to be more physical diversity. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a really good saying, and, and I guess this is across males as well, but 
um, particularly in women's sport today and in, in it being so visible, is that she cannot be what she cannot see. Yeah. Oh gosh. Wow. And um, <laughs> you know, like, and, yeah. and as mothers to daughters, mm. it's something that you become very, very conscious of. Is that you know, like, the full having the full gamut of women's sport mm. visible on television, like it's a normal thing, is is a very, very powerful thing. Yeah. But it's also very powerful for children who of diverse bodies. Mm. So growing up, I was I was always a larger child. Yeah. Um, and I was I had a lot of weight problems from you know I think I saw my first dietitian when I was four. Yes, that um, <laughs> this whole starting point for me I found really interesting of yeah. where that took you. Yeah. So so it, at, at that age it was made clear to me not not by my parents, mm. um, you know, but there was clearly a problem. Yeah. So I was, you know, mm. I clearly had a problem. I was, yeah, there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and it was an issue. And so yeah. it manifested in so many different ways from there, which mm. meant I had a terrible relationship with food. Um, I had a terrible relationship with sport, which is sad because of how much I love sport. Uh, and yeah, I had a, uh, off air, we were just talking about her beautiful daughter, my daughter and how yeah. um, competitive she is. And also when you mentioned that four-year-old, you don't go into the dietitian uh, for weight loss. Yeah. I, it got really emotional because I know I've got a three-year-old, you've got a three-and-a-half-year-old. And yeah. Can you imagine your beautiful boy going and experiencing that at yeah. that age? Yeah. And, well, you kind of just, you know, like it's a memory of you sitting there and mm. having everyone talk around you and, yeah. and you're like... And even though you don't have the capacity to take in what the problem is, mm. you start you know to become that aware that there's a problem and that, that it's inherently related to you. Mm. Um, and then as your food starts to get monitored mm. and, and restricted and changed and there's such an emphasis on what you're consuming and what you're doing, mm. then it, it, it becomes very clear to you that, that you know, there's, a, there's an issue and, and mm. how you internalise that is just how you cope as a child. Yeah. And so a lot of us are in a very, very similar space when mm. it comes to what our relationships are with, with how, how we interact with, with fitness, mm. how we interact with um, sport. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting on that conversation about my daughter Sachi, who she played soccer for the first time this year, and she was much more competitive. So <laughs> I had a very open mind. Um, you know that that she may not be competitive, and but she, you know, like I, I was happy for her to tell her own story with yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want, I, and and I still want her to tell her own story with sport. So she she determines she's definitely doing that. Yeah, and, and she is, and it turns out she's she's very very competitive. And it was interesting because my dad said to me um, after he came and saw me at yeah, her games, yeah. like yelling and not in a bad way, yelling encouragement. We're talking encouragement here, guys. and and yeah. being really passionate about about the the girls, you know, like yeah. scoring goals and doing well and encouraging them and, and keeping them motivated. Yeah. Um, he said to me, you know, like, are you so passionate about her sport because you didn't get much of a chance when when you were little? Oh my goodness, that yeah. insight far out. Yeah. And what was your reflection on that? Well, it was it was one of those moments where you where you're like like, do I give it to them? Yeah. Like, how do I like? What delivery do I have? Thanks, do I have Dad. like the sucker punch? Yeah. Like, do I hit the truth or yeah. do I, you know, like do it gently? Because mm. I, I'm always very clear in when I talk about this kind of stuff. Is it? My parents loved me very much and, and just had their best interests. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 I think and had true. my best yeah. interests, I should say. I, agree. I but, think everyone does yeah, what they know best. Yeah. They're always doing their best. It's a sign of an era where 
a parent would go to a doctor with an overweight child and they would say, mm. if you don't help fix that child's weight, mm. she'll be dead by the time she's 20. Yeah. And that is yeah. something that my mother was told. Mm. So you've got oh, people yeah. acting mm. from fear and love, mm. you know, so, so it's, it's, there's nothing held there. But it was really interesting that he brought that mm. up with me. And I said, well, um, you know, like, and this is no means to, to you know, be rude, yeah, Dad, yeah. but for <laughs> <You> me, <are. laughs> for me, um, as a kid, sport, I was there because I, I had to lose weight. weight. Far out. Oh, so, man. So Chills. sport, sport wasn't, didn't signify the ability mm. for me to be competitive. Yeah. Um, and, and I knew I was there because I had a problem. Yeah. And I had they had to keep me active and, yeah. and so I was like, You have to do this and you have to do that because mm. you're you're big. Yeah, the enjoyment um, actually yeah. wasn't there. So yeah. it wasn't yeah. do you want to try this? The enjoyment was there. That's good. But unfortunately I I felt in a box. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't an area where I felt that, that I was free to explore my potential. Mm. And I wasn't the kind of kid who would assert myself to do that. Mm. So so I didn't have the capacity to step outside of that box. Mm. Um, so, but I always had the passion to be really good at sport, mm. but because the foundation of, of what it, it meant to me and what, what my story was with it yeah. and why I was there mm. meant that I, I never pursued that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and, and so many possible avenues with that. Yeah. yeah um, I, I would love to bring up, I guess, the, your relationship with food yeah. um, in that journey, because, um, I found it really interesting talking to you previously about how you wouldn't allow yourself to enjoy food. Yeah. And it's only very recently, after kids really, that yeah. you've actually really worked on that. Yeah, it, it was one of those things that, it's amazing the things that go through your mind when you have a child. Mm. And, and um, you know, like we talk about stories and we talk about how relationships and foundations of, you know, like your relationship with sport is set up or, or what your interaction with food is as a child and... Mm. and I realized that there was a point where I was I had the ability to change that story mm. and that that was my responsibility and, yeah. and that it wasn't it 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 would that was on my shoulders yeah. is that I actually had the power and the capacity to change that as an adult if I wanted to Got that it. I didn't have to be at the mercy of, of things that yeah. coping th- ways that that I developed as a child didn't have to go with me to adulthood mm. because I had the capacity to, to change that. Yeah. So, um, wow. so, so having a, you know, having my daughter Sachi meant that I was very determined to not, you know, on flow any of the issues that I had with food and movement yep. than to her. Mm. So all of, all of the diet mentality, all of the, you know, all of the fitness mentality yeah. about what, you know, like the, the, is often so intertwined with diet mentality, yeah. as far as I was concerned, had to stop and I didn't want her to be exposed to it. That's, so yeah, that's a pretty big shift. Yeah. So it was about the fact that, um, I wanted her to eat an apple because she saw me eat an apple and eating apples are normal. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just another know, food. Yeah, 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 it's just something yeah. that you eat, and yeah. it's crunchy, and it's yeah. tasty, yeah. and it's nice. Yeah, no good, no bad. Yeah, yeah. so the so I didn't want there to be any morality around food, mm. any shame around food, or any of that observation kind of yeah. stuff. So in order for me to do that, I had to really step back and look at my behaviours around food, mm. and and be really honest about 
what they were mm. and, and how I could change them and, and learning about how I could change them mm. and how I could make the relationship with food mean something completely different to me. Mm. And that actually coincided with training for my first triathlon. Wow. A few things going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was also the realisation too, though, is that if I really wanted to achieve that, yeah. uh, my husband was commuting to Sydney at the time. Yeah. So so it, in order for me to achieve my goals, mm. my nutrition had to support that. Yeah. I couldn't go on anymore in a in a I couldn't do this both of them well yep. in a diet mentality. Yeah. And that's where that self care that we talked about in part one yeah. um really came into it. It was yeah. nutrition was part of that self care. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was something that you thought about or maybe it wasn't even something that but you at least realised that it was definitely something that had to be yeah. paid attention to. Yeah, and so it was the first time that I actually realised that food could serve me. Yeah. Uh and that food <laughs> yeah, that's food cool. started to have a purpose. Yeah. So um, you know, blueberries are anti-inflammatories. You know, you know, like, yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, in having terrible joints, it wasn't a calorie count. No, yeah. no, it, it was. It was never about portion. Yeah, and it was never about quantity. It was yeah. actually about uh, how does this support what I want to achieve? Yay! What um, an amazing yeah, realization. Which yeah. you know, I guess compete is what we're trying to put out and people often you know when they're working with us going am i meant to be tracking this alicia do you want to know how many much i'm eating per day and i'm like mm, not really no because yeah our focus is actually on quality and the um, purpose of what we're choosing and what we're eating and um that once you get that and can move away from food just being a number yeah so much more enjoyable and has so much more purpose and um, I know that a few different people have um, really made me aware of thin, skinny privilege. Um, and I know talking to you that came apparent, um, you know, you couldn't actually eat out and choose a burger and, you know, yeah. have that relax of just, I'm enjoying the burger. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was, it, that's where I had to be really conscious of what my eating habits were yeah. and, and how I engage with food. So. In, in always um, fearing that there, you know, there was going to be judgment over mm. what I was consuming. Yeah. Um, you know, like about should you should you really be eating that? Yeah. You know, like is that really good for you? Yeah. Or in, in doing that, my relationship with food meant that I never felt that I was, should have been able to enjoy it. Yeah. Or to savour it. Mm. Um, so that, for me, manifested in a behavior where I would stand up to eat. Yeah, I found that really interesting and it's actually something I look for now in clients since I've talked to you about yeah, that because not? it's not something I would have necessarily thought about because um, I've always been a big food lover and I think until you come across more and more clients that do have history with food and their mm. relationship with food, you see other different strategies, I guess, yeah. um, that they may be utilizing to either shy away from food, yeah. feel guilt around food or yeah. punish themselves with food. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess an example of that skinny privilege um, is if you saw me as a dietitian who has always been kind of that steady thin weight ideal I guess mm. eating a burger out what would you think and you'd probably be like yeah dietitian eating a burger that's awesome and yeah. you know you would probably not say anything you'd probably say something about a dietitian eating a burger but it wouldn't be to do with oh, do you really need that yeah. it would actually be um, more of a cheer whereas if you saw someone who had a bigger body eating a burger out what would your thought be and I think a lot of people would have to take stead and go oh goodness yeah I think I've actually been guilty about thinking um do they really need that? Or was there a better option on the menu that they should be choosing? Yeah. And I think um, I can honestly say probably 10 years ago, I would have been that person straight mm. out of uni, not necessarily much um, life experience. Yeah. 
or client experience and you know I'd be probably like oh yeah they probably should have chosen something better or yeah. um, you know not necessarily knowing how many things go into weight yeah or relationships with food there it is such a big big area and I think we can all take something out of this talk of you know being aware that it first of all just a, that exists because I think once we realize that it exists the next steps can actually be yeah as a population to know that you know you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes yeah exactly right and and back to the the masking it's a lot of mm. people will um will mute mm. um we have like as emotional leaders, you might have mm. it, it, you might seek comfort in food in a different way, yeah. but you might do it on your own, yeah. Um, or you you might do it in a way where you unconsciously eat, as mm-hmm. as you know. Mm. So it's it's about understanding what your what your triggers are, mm. and 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 the one thing I w- I've noticed is that wow, and we have a breakfast bar in particular, so it yeah. was very very easy to to do Just it, then, yeah. but. But so rather than sit and eat with my children, mm. I would stand and make sure that they were eating and, and enjoying and, yeah. and or, or would be Sachi because Ravi, I kind of had it sorted out by then. But yeah, awesome. it was it was mm. making sure that they were eating really well and they were enjoying it and I would sort of just scoff down my meal and just mm. go, okay, I'm done, I can start the dishes. Wow. So I actually had was stopping myself completely mm. um, from engaging with food yep. And, yep. And, and really enjoying cooking food. Mm. And, and so it, it went right back is to to really um, understanding what I can get out of the food experience yep. and knowing that I actually had the freedom to do that without judgment. Yes. So good. Yeah. And, oh, and, and so Sweet. once, and, yeah. and it's something that you have to be ready to do mm. um, and it's something that you have to be ready to, and usually, I mean, in most of these cases, you're the only one judging yourself. Oh, absolutely. But it's, no absolutely. one else is worried, but yes. and, and no one else really cares. But no one would have even thought about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's something that because it's just and and when these things come through when you're younger, yeah, and, and when they come through from when you're younger, that that kid just did what it could, you know, yeah. like you know, she just did her best at the time to yeah. cope with however way she was going to yeah. do it. And and so you you know like it, it's just more the the realization and the okay well I, I can actually change this mm. and and now sitting and talking about how how nice a, a, a yeah. meal is or yeah. gee that chicken's beautiful or these mushrooms are really nice yeah. or that burger's really tasty or yeah. those chips are really salty and being able to do that without a fear of judgment mm. is is incredibly liberating but mm. it's what a lot of us would not be giving ourselves the opportunity to do it just manifests differently yeah yeah totally agree and um it's definitely something that you know where that mindfulness can come through not just with mind and strength and you know um stress but also in how we relate to food and you can bring that mindfulness into food and i i hate how kind of airy fairy that sounds but it is something of just appreciating food for um, what it can provide us and enjoyment it can give yeah. and also what it tastes like and why we enjoy it. And a lot of the times when we are, you know, eating out of guilt and things, mm. we can take a step back and go, well, are you actually even enjoying that food? Like, yeah. how, what does it taste like? What? It, well, how does it make you feel? And all of a sudden we go, oh, it makes me feel quite guilty. It makes me feel sick afterwards. It actually doesn't even taste that good. And all of a sudden we've got, oh, hang on. Yeah. Um, well, we're not really doing that for many reasons at all yeah, for me. Like, you that's know, it's right. not actually making me feel good um, or bringing me enjoyment. So what other things yeah. might I be able to do instead or, you know, why am I actually doing this? Yeah. And just and getting down to that why. It's undoing that dialogue too of, mm. oh, like having a chocolate <clears throat> and saying, well, I'm going to have to go and run that off. Yes. It, it's yeah. more like, you know, like 
have the chocolate, yeah. enjoy the chocolate, yeah. discover that the world doesn't end. Yeah, you're going to be okay. <laughs> and that everything's okay. Yeah. But if you've reached for that chocolate for a reason other than just being determined to enjoy the chocolate, yep. then that's a pause that's for... Right. That's when you pause and you ask yep. yourself what's going on. So yep. I actually probably spent a good 12 months almost like I was just following myself around. Mm, going, what did you do that for, Leah? Yeah. <laughs> what are we at the cupboard for, Leah? Yeah. What, you know, like, why are we standing up? Yeah. Um, why am I doing this? Why am I not talking about food? Why, why is everyone else enjoying it and I'm not? Yeah. And, and, and so it was, it was just one of those... Self-discovery. I could, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I call it compassionate curiosity. Yeah. You know, like, just be compassionate and yeah. but be curious. You know, like, well, why am I doing that? Yeah. You know, and... And, and it may not have a massive reason. Like, you may not have no. this massive aha moment. It might just be... Ah, that might just have been a habit yeah. or you know it doesn't have to be super powerful it may just be something yeah. that just goes oh I have no idea why I yeah. do that every day or um, why I don't enjoy this or whatever yeah. it may be and I think a lot of people come to a dietitian um, in particular and kind of go oh I've been so naughty and I'm like oh what to do like what, yeah, what that's right. doing? <laughs> and, and they might go you know oh Alicia I had something I shouldn't have you know I went out and I had some drinks and I'm like well Cool. Excellent. I hope <laughs> you had you a good, good time. Night? <laughs> and the first thing I asked them was, well, did you enjoy yourself? And yeah. did you make some memories? And mm. did you enjoy the social occasion? And if they didn't, that's when we delve in and go, okay, well, why didn't you enjoy it? Is there, you know, did you eat out of guilt or did you binge because it was there and because of the, oh, well, I've eaten one thing. I may as well just write the yeah. whole night off. Or, oh, I'm off the wagon. Yeah, off the wagon. Oh, gosh, if I could delete the wagon, I would. <laughs> um, you know, it's just that let's let's see what's happening because we should be able to be social around your food. We should be able to enjoy food for what it is. And mm. um, if we are eating truly out of enjoyment, then it should just be literally, well, let's enjoy it and move on to the next meal or next yeah. snack. Like, you know, when you drop your, your phone, for example, and it gets a small crack in it, mm. you don't then tr- tread on that phone and break it because that's it's right. got a crack in it. You pick it back up and go, well, that's still usable. It'll be fine. That's right. But, you know, it's the same with nutrition and um, so many things in life that, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself. Life's going to happen. You're mm. going to have days. You're going to have moments that aren't necessarily aligned to your big goal, whatever that may be. But it has so much more meaning than what you may appreciate in the time that you're in it. Yeah, and it's about not wasting your energy on something that you can't undo. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, well, you know, like if, if you are working towards a big goal and you do have a, a good night out mm. and, and you that means that you, you know, like you may have sort of gone off your plan and yeah. you may not, you may miss that training session the next day or, yeah. you know, like it, it, it's about having that in context so that the, the guilt spiral that you might then be yeah. prone to turn into that you mm. feel you need to have wastes a whole lot more energy yeah. rather than just going, all right, well, I've had my fun. Mm. I, you know, what do I need to do to, to, so that I can get back on track when I'm feeling less tired? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those things, but it's really interesting how much the same as, um, the same as sport, the same as fitness, the same as food Mm. is that morality and, Mm. and value and worth that we inherently attach to to who we are about whether that means that we're, you know, that's a good part of ourselves Mm -hmm. or whether that's a bad part of ourselves or whether that's a flaw. And it's, um, you know, like we we could go and and run, you know, like drive through an, an amber light Mm-hmm. And you know, and it could be just right on that light red. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's really dark orange. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that was close. And, and we might think that, but we don't turn around and and sort of pass judgment on what kind of person we are morally yeah, because of it. True. But yeah. we could have a chocolate. Yeah. 
and really, and really we are the down. Yeah, we really look into we that. We are the shittest person on earth, yeah. or, or we, we miss a training session, or it, it's about... We, oh, of course, You yeah. know, like there's, when you look at, like, across the interactions that we have day to day, we have so much worth invested in what fitness should mean to us mm. versus what it does mean to us. What you know, like if if we are you know training for something and and we are in that that athletic space, what that what our training means to us and how that makes us look to other people and what we should be doing versus what we are doing, and then food. Especially you know, now, everyone's so busy in sharing their training programs yeah. or sharing their food, and yeah, I think that has totally changed how we see yes. exercise and food. I yeah. think um you know I see people sharing every day their what they did in their exercise session and I'm like well what why are you sharing that are you are you doing that exercise session so you can share it or are you doing that exercise session yeah to achieve you know health and wellness and energy and you know yeah something out of that and it's about I mean social media we could talk all day about how mm. this intertwines with with because it, it adds another layer to how we interpret where we stand in this space yeah um, because we have another, we have another fourteen million points of comparison. Mm. Before yeah, we only so we only went to the gym and, and saw the really fit ladies and mm. went, oh man, you know, like I don't belong here, or they're going to judge me, or yeah. I'm going to judge them, mm. or you know, like so. Where do I so, even start? Yeah, so yeah. like, how do I? I, I just mm. you know, like I'll never be them, yeah, or you yeah. know, like so so you mm. know, and we all know that comparison is a thief of joy, mm. but we only had a few sources you know mm. way back when but now we've got sources of comparison and that's being encouraged Gosh, for us yeah, everywhere so we look true. so it's about sort of whether we buy into it or not and it, and it's um you know like some people will post stuff because they want to be accountable mm. and that's their form of accountability is that is that they've got people checking in um mm. it, it's only it's only a, a slippery slope that when your worth the worth of what you've achieved mm. is actually has weight in what response you get from posting it on social media. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That's a bit big. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's so it's when mm. um, it's the difference between going on a sixteen kilometer hike and, mm. and having a fabulous time and, and conquering terrain that you were perhaps not sure of whether you could achieve or mm. not, and posting your selfie at the start. And posting your selfie at the bottom, or yeah. you know, like, or, or yeah. getting your selfie at the top, oh, yeah. and not posting it. Yeah, you know, like, and that's a challenge that I quite often give to people is that take the selfie, but don't post it. Yeah, because the summit is your experience. Yeah, and would the summit be any less if you only got seven likes? Oh, but yeah, for some definitely. Or you know, or would the summit mean more if you got people going, "Wow, that's amazing! Congratulations!" Mm. If you're posting a picture of yourself at the summit because you, you know, the the value of what you've achieved is, is potentially going to be enhanced by the feedback you get from people. You know, what if everyone's out that day and no one's on social media? Yeah. You know, you still climbed a mountain. It didn't change your accomplishment. That's right. It didn't yeah. change the accomplishment, but it may change the weight that you give to it. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's so insidious the way that it does that. And, yeah. and I mean, I know we talked about it, that in part run with part one with my running mm. in that, you know, like, um, I I had I was prepared that when I stopped posting, uh, you know, the first thing I decided that when I felt that my performance was being inhibited by my motivation shifting mm-hmm. from being my intrinsic motivation to I'd always wanted to run, 
and achieve that. And yeah. I'd always wanted to do a triathlon and achieve that. And I'd always, you know, so yeah. achieve, ticking off all those bucket list things that I always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and when it had, had really subtly shifted into, oh, well, I suppose people, you know, like people need to see that I've trained today. Yeah. Or, um, or you know, where am I going to take a picture at? Better bloody put something up today kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and making that conscious decision is that I'm going to go for a run and I'm not going to post it. And yeah. and the feeling that I got and being prepared that I may feel good because my identity was tied up in in, 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 in so being yeah. an athlete. Yeah. And being um, an inspiration as well. And yeah. having a lot of stress and pressure on, you know, inspiring and motivating. Yeah, yeah. And and there is a weight that comes with inspiration. Mm. You know, like there's a weight with being told that, oh, you're an inspiration, I think of you, <laughs> you know, like I, I thought of you and I and I didn't give up. It's like, well, you need to think of yourself and not give up. Yeah, yeah. It can't you know, be because like, of just you need to yeah. not give up because yeah. that's what your potential means to you. Yeah. And that's what you mean to yourself. Yeah. Don't give up because of, you know, don't not give up because of me. Mm. You know, like, I, I want to hold you accountable to your potential yeah, and, and your self-belief. Mm. And, you know, like, don't give up because you really want to achieve this for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, not for any other reason. Mm. And, and I must say that the first day that I, I didn't post a training picture, yeah. it, it, I felt free. It oh, was, it I was totally mine agree again. with this. Yes, it was mine again, yeah. and and I, I, well, I'm not that great at technology, so I don't know whether I'm off Strava or whether I just yeah, <laughs> post it to could Strava. still be on there. You just don't could know. still be there, yeah. um, but I don't post to it anymore, uh, and it's just yeah. free because yeah. it's my own. Yeah, it's interesting you said that about Strava. I used to be on there um, when we lived in Canberra, and it got um, to the point where I had to disconnect myself. So people are often like, oh, where's your Strava account? And I actually found that it was a real negative for me um, and didn't actually bring out the best in who I was when I was on the bike or running. And it distracted me from actually why I was on the bike or why I was running. And um, I haven't looked back and I haven't hooked back up. And for some people, Strava is an incredible tool that is a real positive for them. But for me personally, I actually um, found that it didn't bring out the best in me. So, you know, to have that... um, sit and go okay why am i doing that is so important and Mm. i'm really conscious that you know we call this body positivity but we haven't really talked about body positivity (laughs) too much but i knew this would happen we are tangent queens yeah yeah we are pretty good at chatting um you know in terms of um weight um i'll be upfront and say that most of the people that come to me are looking for weight loss Mm. um or i'll have people go alicia i know you're not all about weight loss but i still would like to lose weight Mm. And I say to them, it's not a bad thing to want to lose weight. Mm. It's why you want to lose weight that often isn't the right reason. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd love to hear your view on weight loss or um, that weight. Um, well, pressure. I guess there's a, there's a really big difference between um, having a, a diet focus yep. um, and mm-hmm. wanting to make improvements to your health mm. or wanting to make changes uh, performance specific to your body composition. Mm. So, you know, like there's, if it's for, you know, if it's for reasons that, you know, you either want to change your, your body compositions for health purposes mm. or, you know, like it, it's kind of like my body, not my business. Mm. I sort of always take is that, you know, like if, if a person wants to lose weight, then, then that's their prerogative. Mm. Um, there's the difference between having a, a diet mentality and, yeah. and still sort of being stuck like that rat on a wheel, mm. you know, and, and, you know, it, it, I, I always find that, you know, like if you can, as someone who's, who's spent a lifetime in that diet mentality mm. is that if you can just focus on 
what it takes for you to nurture your body and be at your optimum health mm. to achieve what you want to, yeah. then your body will naturally adapt mm. in in ways that your body is designed to naturally adapt yeah, to your yeah, training. Yeah. And it may not look like how you originally planned your body to look, yeah. um, but you will find that you know your energy increases, your mood improves, your motivation is there. And, yeah. You know, you see benefits that are so much more than the number. Oh, absolutely, and goal. it's about and it's about understanding that your your body is your own, and it's it's going to adapt mm. as it is naturally designed to. Yeah, and that it's not somebody else's body, and that in order for you to to show up and do a particular event, mm. there's no physical specifications on how you need to look at the start line. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, although we are always the guilty ones of comparing, for sure. Like when you're on oh, the start absolutely. line, I think many people are like, oh, well, they, they're much lighter than me. They're, they yeah. look different to me, you know. Oh, gosh. I, you know, there's nothing like going to a triathlon event and being lean as and feeling overweight. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you're like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, I know that I don't have much body fat and I'm feeling really overweight right yeah. now. Yeah. But the, the beauty is, is that, and, and what I often say to people is that, if you can't, you know, grassroots sport is very different. And if you go to a local club triathlon, mm. you will see yourself there. Oh, yeah. And that's what I love. And yes. that's where I started out yeah. in, in saying, you know, like everything for me started from the point in saying, if you come to a, a local try, mm. you will see people like me. Yes. You know, yeah. we are here. So we are all different ages. We are all different backgrounds. We are all different speeds. We are all different abilities. Yeah. But we have a mutual respect and a mutual love for this particular sport. Yeah. And we will respect you just because you show up. I know. And there's nothing like it in sport for that no. reason. And no. that's what I love about it. And anyone that do- goes and doesn't believe that, Tends to not laugh very long in the sport. Yeah, and reason. and it's and it's the be- I mean, you know, like as you move up in in the ranks, mm-hmm. and and you know, like there are more, um, you know, aesthetically, you know, focused yep. events. Yeah. Um, particularly when when you're finding like the Ironmans and mm. stuff like that, you know, like you you feel like if you don't feel that you look like yep. you're an Ironman, mm. then that somehow you know affects your ability yep. to to do exactly the same distance, but. What I say to that is that training is training. Yeah. Training doesn't know what your body type is. Mm. Training doesn't know your size. <laughs> you know, like the, the numbers are numbers. Yeah. So if you've done the same numbers as a person that's standing next to you, but mm. they're 30 kilos lighter, mm. you're on a level playing field. Yeah, you just never you know. know. And it's, it's, it's about what you want out of the, you know, and you might want two different things out of the event. Mm. But it, it's also understanding that saying that I want their, their body type, but in order for me to do that, I'd have to completely go into overtraining mode yeah. because I'll be malnourished. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah, know it's, yeah. it's about understanding. For my body shape, that is actually not a healthy place to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And, and knowing, um, it's about understanding what, tuning in and understanding also what your body's strengths are. Yeah. You know, like your, your body might not be, uh, you know, genetically predisposed to be a, a highly proficient endurance Mm. athlete mm. and highly competitive because it, it is you know like they're a genetic oh, it's a genetics factor. For sure. yeah, yeah you know but you might be a great crossfitter yeah yeah or you may you know, not it, be great at endurance but still love it that's you right know? like it's and you have your own days. challenges you know yeah. like you have your own challenges and you have your own go- own goals mm. it, it's just one of those things where um you know if you're buying into comparison particularly aesthetics mm. uh you, you're robbing yourself of a part of the joy of the experience yeah and you know like and this is your experience and it's it's your experience at this event that you've trained really hard for that your family supported you through Mm. 
and you you cannot try to buy into the fact that if someone looks differently or if you feel they look how you should look you know then then that's a factor that should weigh in on your performance it's about being really stubborn in that space but quite often I, i say to people is that people need to see you there yeah you know yeah. like if you if you go I, I just you know like there's no one like me in the training group or there's no one like me at that race and they're mm. all this or they're all that and they're all this and it's like well someone needs to see you yeah you, you could know, be like, the, you could be that that's person, right though, someone it, yeah. needs to see you yeah. so that you become the possibility to someone else yeah and then all of a sudden people like you will arrive yeah, yeah. and and someone will come up to you uh, three weeks later or six weeks later mm. at the same you know at the mm. same local event or at a different event and mm. say you know what i saw you yeah. finishing that race yeah and I thought, if she can, I can. Yeah. Because we're exactly the same age. Mm. You look like me. You know, like you become possibility and you become that yardstick yeah. that means someone else, it opens the possibility for them. Yeah, so don't underestimate the power of showing up mm. and being a different build. Yeah, yeah. You know, and honouring honoring that space. Yeah, and that's every sport. That's not just endurance. Like, yeah. I know we come from that endurance background, but it's every sport. Yeah. If you can see that and be the change, yeah. people will come. I, I, like, I only commented on the weekend when we were watching the Wallaroos play, yeah. the Ferns. Yeah. And, and it's the same as women's rugby league. Oh, yeah. I, I say to my husband quite often, had, had only if only I had seen that on TV yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Because... There was the space for a girl with a, a, a strong, powerful body. Exactly. Because yeah. there was no space, you know, like I had well, you just I, didn't see it. I just didn't yeah. see it. It yeah. wasn't mainstream. Yeah. So as a kid, the power of being able to mm. see those women competing at that level yeah. Yeah. with my body. Yeah could have mean, meant a completely different experience yeah. with sport. Yeah, and, and just seeing that functionality that they can get from that. So, you know, enemies, her yeah. body shape is completely yes. different to the yep. normal, what society would say is normal. Yep. Um, and I love, you know, CrossFit, so Tia Click to me now, yep. um, you know, being extremely powerful and um, a totally different build because of that strength. Yeah. But having that functionality that she gains from that build, and it's not just about how you look, it's actually what you can achieve. Yeah. And a build doesn't actually denote that. You know, there's obviously science around like power to weight ratios and all yep. that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, at the top level, there's always going to be tweaks and things that we'll do as dietitians um, to, you know, improve that power to weight. But there's also a, a whole different aspect there of, oh, what weight should I be? What skin fold should I be? Well, there's no right answer for that. Everyone right. is completely different and you're going to feel at your best performance at a totally different level than another person in exactly the same sport. Yeah, exactly right. And I think that like to, to sort of say when we're talking about, you know, you, you pursuing that potential of your, of your, you know, of your own mm. uh, in the sporting space, it, it's about, you know, like these are life experiences. Yeah. So and yeah. as we were talking off camera yeah. before, you know, like what I, what I quite often say to people is, is that like in a nutshell, mm. it's like, this is life. Mm. You know, like if, do you really want to get to the twilight years of your life and look back on the things that you wish you could have done, mm. but you didn't because you were worried what people would have thought of you? Yeah, yeah. Or what what you would have, or you were worried about what you looked like doing it, mm. or you felt that you didn't. You know, like can you imagine your eighty year old self? Yeah, I, I think many thinking, people probably thinking, do. Like, like yeah. thinking back to think, my God, girl, yeah. like you, 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 you yeah. denied us yeah. that experience at life. 
because you were worried about how big your ass was in those pants. Yeah, and like, would anyone seriously. have actually even noticed? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, anyone have actually even cared because at the end of the day. We're quite selfish creatures and we're all probably thinking about ourselves. Well, and, and, <laughs> and, and all probably feeling very yeah. much insecure. And, you know, like when you do, you know, we talk about running and triathlon a, yeah. a lot, but that's the truth is that it, it's an, it, we're so focused on our individual performance. Yeah. We're not, <laughs> yeah. chances are we're not even going to see you. No. And chances are you're going to get some serious cheers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just that sporting culture where you'll only ever be, in, you know, encouraged. Yeah. But it's just that, it's just dipping your toe in that first mm. time. Yeah. But I think a lot of the stuff about, you know, like, um, you know, weight and food mm. and it's about honouring yourself. Yeah. So it's about honouring, you know, like honouring how you want your relationship to with food to be yeah if if you have a, a restrictive and then a you know it, like it's either binge or it's pure restriction oh gosh, absolutely um, yeah you know like is is that what you really want it to mean mm. for life and i think that's a lot of people um you know it would like i think when we're looking at say eight week challenges or whatever it may be mm. there's a real culture now to do challenge after challenge after challenge but in between that have no lifestyle balance or yeah. ability to actually achieve that long term or know what fits in with you long term. Yeah. So we're seeing this real roller coaster of weight and energy and um you know not necessarily knowing what actually fits into our lifestyles or finding what fits into our lifestyles because everyone else is telling you, well this is how you should eat to lose weight. Yeah. Um who cares if you keep it off, it's just what you look like at yeah. the end of that eight weeks. Yeah. And I mean I made the decision that I, I didn't want to diet for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, I didn't want my life to be a diet. It must be incredibly draining. Like I'm Oh, yeah. it it would have I mean, you know, like it would have sapped up a lot of my energy. Mm. But, um, you know, like I guess in making that mental shift too that a lot of us don't do when when we don't honour ourselves in that space, mm. particularly with food and fitness, is um, embracing your identity as an athlete. Mm. And and quite often what you will find is that as soon as you embrace that identity, and identity as an athlete, yeah. food will become fuel. Yes, and don't, don't worry about owning that athlete word. Like I think <laughs> so many of us... So when I was training for Ironman, I was training 20 hours a week. Yeah. I still would not have called myself an athlete. Yeah. They're like, so you're a triathlete. I was like, oh gosh, no, no. I just do triathlon. Yeah. And I'm like, far out. Like, I can't believe I couldn't own that. And it's yeah. only recently that it's, I've seen it in other people that I was like, oh, I can't actually talk because that was me. Like, yeah. I was actually not that person who would have the courage to stand up and go, I'm an athlete. I can treat myself like an athlete and actually yeah. have that respect yeah. around food as a functional thing, but also something that I can enjoy around. Yeah. Myself. And it's, I mean, you don't have to get a billboard out and oh, carry gosh, it. No, like, no, there's no sandwich board, a a sandwich yeah, board yeah. required to say, I'm an athlete. Yeah. It's more about uh, owning that mantle, like that part of you, yeah, um, and yeah. that part of who you are as an overall person. Mm. Like you're a mum, you you know you're a professional, or you're a dad, you're a professional. Mm. You're also an athlete, or mm. you know, like it, because it, it's very crucial from a performance point of view mm. that you embrace that part and and give credit to what you're actually doing. Because once you take that mantle on, you will do it better. Yeah, I really like that because, um, you know, I think a big thing about getting people um, to think about sports nutrition is actually mm. the first step is to think that, well, sports nutrition is relevant to you as yeah. an athlete because most people will go, gosh, I only exercise a few times a week. Like, I don't need to see a sports dietitian or a yeah. sports counsellor. But here's the thing. You've got so many other things that you're performing for. You're not mm. just performing for that training session. You're performing at work, in family life, yeah, in sleep, and that performance – um, is not just about performance in sport, it's about performance in life. And that's where this is so powerful is that we're not just 
working with elite or professional athletes, even though we do work with elite and professional athletes, it yeah. actually translates extremely well into performance in so many other ways. Oh, absolutely. And it's about, um, I mean, I've always, uh, since I, I, you know, became a fitness trainer, mm. I've always referred people to sports dietitians yeah. on, on the pure facet that, they will come from a position of food as fuel. Yeah, yeah. It won't mean... It won't be a balance sheet. It, yeah, it, <laughs> it won't mean what it has meant to you before. Yeah. Um, and it won't mean restriction, and it won't mean deprivation, mm. and it won't mean, you know, like it, it's... it's We've got to really get ourselves out of those head spaces where, where you know, like limiting our calories and cutting out carbs... Mm. And thinking of the hot chips that we're going to eat when the challenge is over in seven weeks' time. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it, it's about what do you want life to look like? You yeah. know, how is that sustainable? Mm. No. You know, like, you know, can I do this every day? Like, a, a, you know, yeah. shape, you know, certain yeah. diet programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Could I see myself doing this every day of my life? Yeah. If the answer is no, then it's time to, to start and look at what you could manage doing mm. every day of your life. Yeah, to, exactly To right. be the, the best person yeah. that, that you can be. But uh, a lot of people still struggle with that, going back to that, taking that athlete identity mm. and embracing that part of themselves mm. because they feel they don't have a body type that oh, represents the you yeah, know like, but i don't look yeah. like an athlete yeah. and it's like well the fact of the matter is is that you know like an athlete doesn't look like anything Mm-mm, no way an athlete like you know it's it's actually a, a it's a mindset mm. and a way of life yeah so it's about how you dedicate your time yeah so if you train you have a training program that has particular training loads and you have recovery times and you have specific recovery yeah you have key events you have recovery phases you have nutritional choices you you know like if you find that you're starting to structure whatever you do in your life around your training or what what goals you have you know within a sporting realm then you know sorry to say but you're pretty much living your life as an athlete (laughs) you know like and 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 you need to to give that credit where credit is due yeah because you that enjoy it yeah Yeah. and and because until then you're cheapening your experience that's so true but you're also not letting yourself access that that little pocket of performance Mm. which puts you into a different mindset Mm. um and and if you haven't had you know what i often find is that if you were like me and sport meant something very different when Mm. you were a kid you actually don't know who you are as an athlete. Mm. You don't know that part of yourself. Mm. So you don't know what, how, like how competitive you are or mm. whether you're good at, at, you know, whether you're a good chaser or whether you're a good leader yeah. or, you know, like you don't know what makes you tick. All those intricacies that yeah. kids growing up, you know, involved in sport that, mm. that forge that identity really early, yeah. that know that you know that. A lot of us get to this point in our lives and we start and, in, you know, engage in sport. Mm. We don't know who we are. Yeah, and it's a really overwhelming thing to actually work out, isn't yeah. it, too? Because you have so many more inhibitions and thoughts and yeah. questions around yeah. who you are. And what we find is that what we often find is that we can't take who we were in a fitness space mm. and a fitness and diet space, yeah. we can't take that across mm. to sport. It doesn't work, mm. you know, like, so we try, we try and take the, you know, like the restrictive food, yeah. the, you know, the, but I don't look like her or, or this, or we, we try and carry that in with us, mm. but it doesn't fit in that mold. Yeah. And, and we have to sort of really sit back and, and it's an exercise I, I do with quite a lot of clients is to help them figure out who they are. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's amazing. An and it's yeah. amazing 
just how empowering it is yeah. to know who you are in this space when you haven't really been here. You know, I've never been good at sport. Yeah, yeah. I'm not actually sure why I'm yeah, here. Or, yeah, you know, or, or such and such in my family is the athlete. I was the yeah. learner. It's like, well, okay, well, you can kind of be both. Yeah, yeah, you can you actually know? own that space. You don't, it, can only, it can't only be for one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about like they've assigned that that's yeah. what an athlete means in my mind is yeah. that person. Yeah. And and that's who that we've been told that about ourselves. So mm. that's a story that I've, you know, believed growing up is I'm mm. good at this. Yeah, true. And yeah. you give everyone a different persona. Yeah. Everyone owns that one line. Yeah. Rather than they're actually the art, blending. Well, they're the creative yeah, they're one. they're the creative one. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're the smart one. They're the creative one. Oh, so you know, true, they're the it? athlete. They're the reader, you yeah. know, they're the bookworm kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's really important that you don't suppress that part of yourself mm. because, again, it's back to life experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's... Yeah, you weren't born to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly right. Yeah, and you it's, have other purposes. It's, you know, like, and it's about understanding is that your body will adapt, you know, if you condition your body to what you want it to do in your sport, mm. it will adapt accordingly. Yeah. And you have to be open to that and have no... Um, physical expectations about what you're going to look like at the start line. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. Um, Because a lot of people come to me and go, I need to be this weight by this time. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on. We always kind of take a step back because I was like, that's okay to have a goal. Yeah. But let's work out why you have that goal. Is it because someone you know is that weight or is it because yeah. your, your idol is that weight or, um, you know, is it a weight that you used to be and you felt that's good right. there? What, why are you saying that number? Yeah. Because I think a lot of us have a number in mind. Yeah. And, or I'll be happy when I'm at this number or I'll be successful once I'm at that number. And that's not actually the case. There's mm. what's, Happiness is a journey that we're all kind of on for a long time and also performances as well is that we're going right. to fluctuate. We're going to have times where we're hitting those goals, we're feeling really good, we're energised, we're recovering and then there'll be other flat points and that's okay too. Yeah, and it's, and it's about the old, you know, like I trained for a marathon but I didn't lose any weight. You know, yes. like it's like, why am I going to do a marathon? Because I, I want to lose weight. People always say that at yeah. the end, don't they? They're like, oh, yeah. but I didn't I, lose anything. No, I even had a message yesterday going, "Hey, Alicia, everything's going so well. I feel so good, but the number on the scales hasn't moved." I was like, "Why is she weighing herself?" But then she said, "Oh, but my jeans are literally falling off." I was like, "Yeah." Well, come on. Like, yeah. there's other things you could yeah. be celebrating. You're feeling good. You've got energy. Your body shape's changing. You're, That's right. You know, you're obviously, you know, let's take away the scales yeah yeah exactly um, right and not define how we're successful we are at that marathon yeah because we didn't lose weight yeah don't finish that sentence with oh but i didn't lose weight during yeah, that marathon that's Go, right you finished a marathon and if there's people around you though <laughs> that, yes, that you know yeah. like know who your triggers are in mm. this kind of thing and and yeah, so true and and know who to who, who to tell yeah and who you know on your journey but it's yeah, also about know so who those triggers are to say Oh, well, you did a marathon, but your body hasn't changed much. <laughs> yes, that would you know, maybe some kind. And, and it's oh, like, man. you know, like blood, sweat and tears for, for 42.2 kilometres. Yes. Um, you know, but my, bo- you know, my oh, body didn't change. Sorry about that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that mm. I did, and it was out of pure curiosity about understanding how my body adapted to, to different training, yeah. was that I would do measurements. So I would look, and, and when I'd be doing um, like a really heavy running, mm-hmm. I'd look at what size my car, like how my car yeah. would respond, yeah. uh, and what would get bigger. So it's about understanding yeah. like what what where you may gain sort of muscle mm. and stuff as well, mm. and just purely starting to understand how your body adapts to training. Yeah, and there's no of, way to predict that. Yeah, and there's no way to predict <laughs> no, that. But it's, it's out of sheer curiosity because then you get to understand. Mm 
how your body responds to certain training as to what your body might be really well predisposed to. Yeah. As far as fatigue and and joint soreness and stuff like Mm. that as well and how Mm. you respond to training adaptations, it might give you an idea of, of... how your where your body best operates yep. in, in what distance and and that kind of thing and and that that's okay for it to operate well in a particular distance that's not ultra yeah and it, <laughs> and it, it may not be what you predisposed your body to do yeah know? like i have a cyclist who keeps talking he's like i'm putting on weight alicia and i was like well your body fat's ridiculously low like four to five percent like would not want to yeah. drop any more body fat but he's putting on weight in muscle mass yeah and he's like, I just thought that I would get smaller when I cycled. And I was yeah. like, that's fine. You can think that. But yeah, yeah. your body. How's those got, quads going? Yeah, yeah. Those bodies got other ideas. Maybe they look at sprint cycling. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. That's Maybe exactly right. Yeah, and you can definitely adapt to that. And that's <laughs> the beauty of sport is that yeah. we condition our bodies to, and they'll all look different for different purposes. Yeah. And, and that we can't have that cookie cutter. We can't apply that cookie cutter approach. Mm to things that we want to achieve for ourselves. Yep. Yep. So it's it's just about, you know, like it's okay to, to be carrying these habits hmm. and these belief systems because it's drummed into us. Oh, you once know, you like, see diet culture, it's really hard not to yeah, and, see it. Like, and you see it everywhere. Yeah, and, and look, to this day, I still have to go, you know, like I, I, I know where mm. head spaces that I can't go into. Yeah. So for me, I can't actually say, I, you know, like particularly when I was training in particular training phases like base training and stuff like that, where you would say, um, you know, like uh, I'm working on my body composition or I'm, you know, like I'm in base mode. Mm -hmm. I I could never say I'm watching what I'm eating or or I'm being really, what I would have to say is that the phase that would work best for me and the timing that would work best for me was in those big build phases Mm. when I had other stuff going on. I was like, I know my, my nutrition needs to be on point. Yeah, this is really interesting because I found out that I'm very similar to that. Mm. And I I think if I had a different upbringing with food or a different experience with food, I would be very much um, into that diet culture. Mm. Um, because as soon as I have that mindset of restriction yep. or watching what I'm eating... Do you eating, eat a chocolate? Yeah, I, I, a actually, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I actually eat really poorly yeah. because I'm seeing food differently. You yes. know? I've only tried dieting once. Like I'm one of the few people, I guess that are very privileged in the way that I haven't dieted mm. in my life. I had one and a half days of dieting yeah. before my wedding. And then I was like, this isn't working. This is actually this the is opposite. Um, yeah. yeah. I was, and I'm actually doing the opposite of what I was meant to be doing. And yeah. I, it was at that moment that I was like, okay, probably don't need to worry too much. And yeah. my, my goals need to be a little bit different. So, um, you know, that restriction and mindset really does influence so many things Um, and how we, you know, really believe in ourselves and how we see ourselves is not about your number and what you look like and what you can achieve is not set by what you look like. Well, and your worth isn't in that either. Absolutely. So when we talked before about, you know, like having so much work, like we have a lot of worth in, you know, self-worth inherently and tied Mm. up in what our choices are around movement, food, um, you know, and and our bodies. And and it's actually, you know, like, are are we a good person? Mm. You know, like, am I a good person? Yeah. Um, you know, am I, you know, am I holding my space and, and, you know, achieving what I want to in life, you know, like, am I honoring my potential? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all of those facets of life that, you know, like have nothing to do with what size your body is, how your body looks, how, you know, what other people think of it, you know, like none of that has anything to do with it. Mm. And 
the end of the day, nor does life experience. No. And I had this really big moment a few months ago now, because I think as a dietitian and in the health space, you always kind of have health as that goal, you yep. know, like, or, it, you know, health is always, should be your priority. Mm. And I had that realization with a few things going on in our lives um, in terms of different stresses. One of the biggest ones was sleep deprivation, absolutely. But, the, you know, financially and things like that were mm. coming apart. And I was like, geez, there's, um, it's okay not to have health as your goal all the time because some yeah. people have to go through a bit of survival mode and some people are just really yeah. simply in that phase of survival. And our job as health professionals isn't necessarily to tell them that's wrong. It's actually to be there when they're ready yeah. and be there to help them on their way and help them through that, not yeah. necessarily tell them, well, what you're feeling is wrong and you should always focus on nutrition or exercise. That's right. That was a really big moment for me, I think. Not that I would always tell people that, oh, yeah, nutrition's everything. Yeah. I always kind of had that, you know, balanced approach, but I also probably always thought that it should be a priority. Whereas yeah. now, I think with life experience, you kind of come across circumstances where you may have lost someone. You may be in an absolute yeah. moment of grief where all you care about is just surviving each day. Yeah. Or you might be traveling the world and you know what? I don't really care about my waistline. I'm traveling the world. That's right. And I'm going to have that pastry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And your experience and your memories are based around that pastry, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, you know, it's okay not to always have health as the goal and weight as the goal because I'd much rather be traveling the world than worried about a couple of centimeters on my waistline, you know, yeah. like, and it, it, health is always going to be there and coming back to that. Yeah. Is always gonna be and there. I think it's, it's just about understanding the impact that outside influences mm. have on, mm. on making, you know, your, your body and how it should look a priority. Yeah. You know, like a, yeah. and a lot of, you know, like their consumption by eroding self-esteem is actually a business model. That's so true. <laughs> you know, so you know, like like yeah. people will target your key self esteem points and women's key self esteem yeah. and, and men's key self esteem points yeah. to sell you things. Yeah. So once you awaken to to that mm. and you think, where's the sell? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and ask yourself that you know. So so in a lot of posts, you know, Instagram's great with all the fitness bloggers and stuff like mm. that. So and, and it's quite you know it's quite subtle and it, it, it the way that things get promoted. Mm. But all you have to ask yourself is where's the sell? Yeah. Particularly yeah. if it's making you feel bad about yourself or that mm. you should be something else other or you should look like this. Yeah, or, or you could look like that or, if you just changed everything about yeah, your life. <laughs> or it's the or the what's your excuse thing or the yeah. you know, like that kind of I have the same amount of children as you but I look like oh, this and yes. you don't. That that yeah. really, really gets me. Because and that's that's where you just yeah. have to ask yourself. Is there a sell? Yeah. What are they selling? Yeah. You? I can do this. So why aren't you doing that? Yeah. But there's a sell. Yeah. And it's, so it's yeah. either selling to you from shame. Mm. It's making mm. you feel ashamed and that, oh, well, I guess there are no excuses. Or, you know, yeah, like you if she can do it, that. then mm. yeah, maybe I should do this or buy yeah. this. or mm-hmm. So so it's... Oh, it's you're going to fix that thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Mm. So, so always just ask yourself the simple question. And once you start seeing the sell, mm. you're just like, not today, Rhonda. You're not yeah. making me feel like that. <laughs> Thanks, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah, thanks, right. If there's any Rhondas out there, I mean you. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, like, Enjoy your lovely. Yeah, yeah, like, not today, thanks. You know, yeah. I, I get what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm not buying it I'm anymore. Not, yeah. And I also recommend unfollowing that. If oh, that yeah. is the way you, yeah. an account is making you feel, then that is not going to achieve anything. Yeah. Um, there are some incredible accounts out there that are very positive, very motivating, inspiring, and going to, you know, make you feel better about yourself and, um, you know, 
So find them, <laughs> um, find your, you know, if you do enjoy scrolling through social media, then you can make it a really positive experience. You can, yeah. yeah but yeah. you've got to be pretty picky. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. look up fitness hashtags or anything like oh, that. Oh, no. It's, no. Um, it's one of those things where you have to understand whether social media serves you or not yeah. at, at a base level. Yeah. Um, and, and as Alicia said, like finding just a few key people that inspire you or, or that, you know, that have a, a really positive messaging that resonates you or, you know, like particularly like in this kind of, you know, like I guess um, I like to think of it as body autonomy. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that, you know, like you're in charge of your own body and you get to make the choices and, and you, you know, like knowledge is power. You go and le- you learn about nutrition from what you can and yeah. how it's going to serve you so that you don't have to give away your autonomy in a lot of different spaces. Mm. Um, you know, if you don't feel it's serving you, yeah. but a, a lot of um, things I've just forgotten what I was going to say. It's all right. This is this is what I do all the time. <laughs> so, Leah, I guess the big thing is, is if someone has gone into exercise or gone in, gone in, gone. Yeah, I'm from Taria. <laughs> so so classy. Has gone into dieting um, with that goal weight loss and is struggling to get themselves out of that way of thinking where the only goal is really changing. Yep. numbers yeah what's something that they can do to actually bring themselves out of that and actually enjoy themselves or you know have a different goal consider setting different goals yeah. so so goals can mean really different things they don't have mm-hmm. to mean um like body composition focused mm-hmm. goals as far as like from a, that whole challenge yes. mindset yeah um so so you know like you don't have to have your body scans you don't have to mm-hmm. sort of um you could have your goal as far as wanting to always learn how to navigate the weight section yeah, yeah. um or to use free weights mm. or to start like to to do a little bit of power lifting so mm. you could be that person who's who's on the treadmill doesn't really want to be there yeah. but you're looking over in the corner and it's at just someone, safe you know yeah, the treadmill i can use yeah. I, don't, I feel like i'm in the at zone. someone doing yeah. a, an epic deadlift mm. and going oh i wish i could do that yeah then that's your challenge yeah that can be your goal yeah. you know it's it's um you know like yes. your your body okay. will intuitively lead you to mm. things that serve it mm. I always think because the accomplishment of getting there is just going to be immense and you know the progression from there is just never ending whereas if you get to a key weight and you go oh I thought I was going to feel better about myself and I feel happy when I got to this weight but now I don't yeah where to now and you know that your journey kind of stops whereas if you're learning a new skill and you're learning a new technique or whatever it may be or learning how to feel yourself better then that journey is just going to be so much longer than that eight weeks and that's you know what we're about yeah basically, and that, that fitness is relative to who you are yeah and, and it's sustainable when it's relative to who you are and what your interests are and your point in life too my, yeah. my idea of fitness now is totally different to what it was five years yeah, ago yeah yeah same here and it's and that's okay mm. for it to ebb and flow mm. and and be flexible and to mean different things. Mm. I mean, the, the one pledge I made, you know, when I had a gut full of pushing a pram up a hill because, yeah. I, you know, because yeah. uh, you know, I just didn't want to do that anymore, mm. was that from here on in, let's just be fearless yeah. in what we want to achieve and let's just go out and find out what we enjoy. Mm. Like, who, who am I in, you know, who yes. am I in this space? That is you such know, a like, good point too. What like, stuff make- do I enjoy? Find what you enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And, think, and yeah. do it, you know, yeah. like, and, and, and just honor yourself, you yeah. know, like I keep coming back to that, but you know, like that's what your older self is asking you to do now, mm. you know, mm. like back yourself, hold your space in whatever it is that you want to do. Do not let 
what you think you look like or what you think you should look like or, or what your body should weigh. Mm. Like, don't let that factor in to what you want to achieve. You know, for the sake so of, you know, I'm, I just imagine I'm your 80 year old self. Yeah. So just for go, goodness sake, <laughs> yeah. just go and do it. Yes. I love that. And I think that's a really great thing to finish on. And I just wanted to say a massive thank you for oh, coming it's my in pleasure. and chatting to us. Thank you for listening to me waffle on. Oh, we're good at waffling <laughs> on. I feel like I'm on the castle sometimes the way I waffle on. Um, so thank you so much, Leo. You're an absolute legend in this oh, space. Thank and you. I feel very privileged to actually have met you all those years ago and um, to have you to bounce ideas off, refer people to and um, smash oh. goals together. So thank you so much. And I am sure with how many many things we could talk about, there'll be more part <laughs> podcasts. So just pay attention. We'll probably have a part three with Leah and Alicia. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. Bye. And have a good afternoon. I said afternoon and they're probably going to listen in the morning. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed our waffle, we would love for you to leave us a review and subscribe to our pod on either iTunes or Stitcher. For even more on all things nutrition and performance, make sure you follow Compete Nutrition on Facebook and Instagram. We hold a live every Thursday night at 8.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, this has been the Compete Waffle.